said we were not going back through everything every time. Uh, but uh, as we look at this uh, verse and what it means, you know, uh, this verse that we're looking at, I have looked at for the last uh, couple weeks, and we'll finish it up tonight. one of the essential verses of the Word of God. And everything else in so many areas uh, goes around that verse. So just for old time's sake, we might say, let's read Romans eight twenty-eight. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I had this saying, we read it several times the last two weeks. But I think the question is, when we read the first part of verse 28 in Romans 8, and we know, first of all, you got to know who the we are. And then, that all things work together for good to them to love the Lord. If you don't love the Lord, this verse I don't believe it even applies to you. But we that know him know that all things, and I take myself tonight, you know, I've uh, had plans to come out here Monday morning and finish the sidewalk up like we did the back. That was my plan. God had different plans. God could have prevented that. You know that. But he didn't. And uh, I guess the reason I want to say this, you know, uh, some of us in this small congregation have some serious health problems. He could take me at any time and Nobody would probably question him. You know, he said, well, he's, he's been blessed all these years. He's born with a bad heart. But he let him go for 70-some years. So, But we got to know that all things work for the good to those who love the Lord. Then he said, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Now you, you take this verse and there are some things that we should know. But it's hard to think that uh, if I had a heart attack or if I wrecked my car or my house burned down, that that's going to be for my good. But God says it. You can call me whatever. I don't, I don't doubt a thing that God says. Don't understand, but don't doubt it. As far as your house, it may have something in the house that is preparing you for a 
deadliest illness. You don't know it. God does. And so God gives us a length of time to, you know, to do it. And maybe this is the reason. And we wind up and say, hey, you know, this house has got uh, some type of mold that you can't find. And, you know, I'm just using and, and the example here. But he said that all things worked, all things worked together for the good to them that love God. You go out here and get drunk, you get out here and use drugs, you get out here and unfaithful to your wife or spouse, and you wind up with some venereal disease that affects your life the rest of your life it wasn't so good for you was it see a lot of things happen to the to the lost person and if they got a little bit of churchy in them they'll say well you know the pastor talks about Romans 8 28 so you know this is going to be good for me you can't put the same emphasis on any verse and try to apply that same emphasis to a lost man or saved man. The puzzles just won't work. So we learn from the first sermon we preach, and we know. Again, I'm telling you, it's, it's talking to saved people. We know. We know that if something bad happens, it's for my good because God's already told us beforehand. But every time we just, well, man, you know, I was a, I'm a churchy person and I'm a tither and I'm this and I'm that. You just done what you ought to do. If I've got an ability to work for the Lord, I need to do it. That's not big. No matter how much money I earn, Right off the top, it belongs to the Lord. You give it to him or he'll take it, but he'll get it. See, saved people know that. Saved people know that. But what they don't understand is that God always pays, but he don't always pay on Monday. I know I've got two in our congregation that when I started preaching that and they started under me, they did not agree with it. God can take my sin and pass it down to my grandkids. That's why you never take up for your kids or your grandkids or your great-grandkids when they're wrong because God will deal with you and believe me, he'll deal with them. That's just facts. You know, I don't know what you do with it. I don't, you know, I, I don't lose any sleep, and I'm not trying to be smarter, Alec. But, you know, uh, if you preach like I do and teach like I do, you can't worry about what somebody's going to think because the Scriptures is true, like Romans 8, 28. If Brother Steve knows, We know that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. I knew Steve, you know, he's 
wouldn't bother the average person, but he works at a place where it's surrounded by men who don't know how to converse except our cousin. You know, GD this and GD that. I mean, it's just all day long. Well, the first thing we mark off, they are ignorant. The only reason people curse all the time is that they're too ornery to search in the dictionary to express what they're saying. That's the technical answer. But the excuse is mom and dad curse. Mom and dad drink. All things work for the good to those who love the Lord. Now, Romans 8.28 is a comforting verse. All things work together. Now, I can't understand why, you know, two or three days before a wedding that my granddaughter's excited about and I'm excited for her, you know. I haven't had a, these dizzy spells for a couple years now. So I say, well, it's because of the hot weather. It's because of this. It's because of that. But I look at it. It's for my good. And I may not find out until I get the glory. But believe me, I'll find out. Some of the things I thought was good, I'll find out when I get to glory and stand at the judgment seat of Christ that it was good only in my mind. Because anything that is not done according to the word of God is not good in his sight. <laughs> you can call me cocky, you can call me stupid. Call me what, when I was looking at this after this afternoon, this last, I said, and I would, I would like to be able to preach one sermon like Billy Graham used to, just have thousands and thousands of people. You know what I would probably preach? Romans 8, 28. Because no matter what happens to me, it's for my good if I'm saved. And I could pick out any of you, and I know with certain things, if you've told me, ain't nobody else knows it. you would have a hard time wondering, why is that for my good? I don't know. I'm not God. But I can tell you with same authority, if a lost man will hear the word, repent and believe, God will save him. And I don't care how successful anybody is. If he's lost, he goes to hell. That's not success. You don't spell success, H-E-L-L. Isn't that right? Now, we pick up where we left off. Romans 8, 28 is a traditional verse. That means there's tradition about it. John 3, 16 is a traditional verse. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him. Now we stop. A dead man can't believe, Steve. A dead man can't understand. 
All a dead man can do without Christ is die and go to hell. But if that man, woman, boy, or girl, whatever reason they start to go to church, whether it is as I did, to I love my mama, and, and she said, just come with me once. And it was made her so happy that I came, I kept coming back for her. We know other cases like that. When you go for somebody else and God ran up saving you. That's Romans 8 28 in action. <coughs> but you never let a you never let a lost person feel comfortable being lost. You never let him feel comfortable when he's lost. Two conditions are placed on a Christian to whom this verse was written. Remember, there is a salutation at the front and two conditions in the back. And we know. Are you part of the we? A saved person knows. A saved person has experienced that. And they may not even know it until later. You know, who would have ever thought that I was supposed to get married on a Friday, wind up in a hospital and stay 41 days because God had planted Brother Hunley in the hospital room to preach to me. And I didn't like it. And I probably showed myself. Enough that I, when I, Got to meet his daughter. I apologized to her. Why would you apologize? You was lost. I had enough sense even lost. You don't put a person's mother or father down. You don't put what they're doing down. So what are these two conditions? To them that love God. And, and this always upsets people. Lost person, you can't love God. You can tell me you love God. You can tell your mommy you love God. You can tell the preacher you love your God. A lost man can't love God. And a saved man can't keep from loving God. But see, he doesn't know those things. I didn't. Don't sit and block me off now. Let that meditate on you a while. To them that love God. If you don't love God, and sometimes, see, I believe there are men who love their wife, and they would say, well, I love her in my own way. Well, they do love her, but there's two different, three different kinds of words for love. Love 
There's one love, Japa love. I love you for good times, bad times, intermediate times. I don't care what we go through. I love you. Then there's philo love. Boy, I tell you, I don't know whether I love my, my wife, but we have good times together. We talk. We're happy. We go on vacation. We're both happy. And then here comes a third one, Ross. Sure, it's nice to be able to go to bed with a woman in the bed with you. That ain't love. That's lust. That's all it is. And most people, when I preach that, they don't like it. And they uh, said, you know, they leave saying, I don't know what I want to listen to that truth to anymore. Well, all you got to do is to get a dictionary and you'll find out how many words for love there are, how many words for like there are. That's why you call a preacher one that has studied so that they can bring that out and you don't have to go to school to learn that stuff. Same thing's a doctor, a nurse, a surgeon. You trust them. Isn't it amazing that you trust? I did the same thing, but since the Brenda trusts the man, you know, just one eye out off, and she wouldn't be seeing good, she'd be seeing blind. But she trusts him because I think her mother had the same doctor. She knows a lot of people had the same doctor. She didn't give me a chance to tell her what doctor to go to. I would have told her to go to Dr. Weaver. You know, he's, he's a, but you know, but, but she went to the people that she knew. You want somebody that's had some experience. I'm going to tell you while I was on it, but Sister Valerie sent me a, a picture of a, some, he thinks he's a preacher, you know. Facebook is full of those. And I enjoy him because if I'm sad, I smile. If I'm sad, I say, I'm, I'm not smart, but I'm 1,400 times smarter than he is. But he's probably got Thousands and thousands that follow him. Because he focuses on him. And he focuses on entertainment. Entertainment will not save you. Entertainment will not keep you saved. And if you follow entertainment that's not based on the word of God, you'll go to hell believing it. God said, to them that love God. Second, to them that are called according to his purpose. Have you ever stopped and thought, and be totally honest, why did God save me? Now, we know why he saved one of the thieves, the thief on the cross. Because God saved him and then he went straight to hell. He just saved him because he was one of God's elect. 
But if he saves you a year later and you're still no stronger, you don't know anymore, you don't want to know anymore, you're just satisfied on the wagon. But my Bible tells me that God does all things for purpose. Right? He don't just, I mean, you know, everything when he was there by himself and he just spoke everything into existence and then he looked around and he said, it's good. Then he put man on it and it's been falling downhill ever since. So we see why. Two reasons. To them that love God. And you and I both know that the divorce rate in this country is out of reach. And they never did love one another from the very beginning. They was married for sexual reasons, for money reasons, for family, for whatever. than to them that are called according to his purpose. Have you ever stopped and asked? I, I think every one of you denied that is saved. You know, wherever you've got to go to, you know, to think, you know. I bet you in the, in the average family that the men have done more praying in the toilet than in the other room. So in that little room by herself relax and when you by yourself and relax God should come to your mind maybe it's in your bed maybe it's in your car I've done more praying that's why people say I'm a bad driver I do more praying in the car than any other place but God, Romans 8, 28, is to them that are the call. If you're not called out of darkness, Romans 8, 28 can't apply to you on a spiritual sense. Now, if I'm reading this correctly, we have all the things that come into your life to work for your good, some measure of affection for God must be present. And we see that, you know. Uh, I went over to, to Kim's house, and Kim was off, and Kay was off, and Kay was hit it, I think, get her dress or something. But she showed me a, what. Her boss that she works for, and the only thing that uh, Caitlin asked for when Dora died, I want a copy of her potato soup recipe in her handwriting. So they took that with the laser and put it on a oak solid oak board. Because she said, Miss Moss, who is the 
county clerk, she said, all I've heard of since Doris worked for me is nanny's potato soup. See, that was a gift made out of love. When God gave you eternal life, that was a gift, brother, made out of love. And no doubt in my mind, every time my granddaughter see that plaque, she'll think about her boss who loved her, who wanted her to have something to remember her grandmother by. It should be special. And, and all of you probably got certain things that somebody gave you. But see, God said here, for we know that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. I can take my heart operations, my spleen operation, this operation, that operation. It's for my good. And you may say, well, what good was it? I'm preaching tonight. I'm not dead. We think everything is good if it's tangible. If it's tangible. So, the promise does not apply to superficial Christians. That is, to Christians who love for God as wanted. You know, Bible makes it clear that Christians can sink to such lows. The only reason I'm professed to be saved and go to church, I see that God blesses people to go to church. No, God blesses people that are saved and go to church. There's a difference. And then we see in Revelations 2, 4, Revelations, the second chapter, and the fourth verse. Look at this uh, fourth verse at Revelation 2. It says, Nevertheless, God speaking, I have somewhat against thee, He's saying, child, I have somewhat against thee. What is that, Lord? Because thou hast left thy first love. I know men that have left their wife because of illness. I know wives that have left their husband because of illness. I don't know why, but I know they didn't have the same kind of love for their wife or husband that I had for mine. They don't have the same kind of love that God has for me because I turned my back on God several times. He always reached down and tanned my hide and brought me back. See, he's chasing through his, his love. And I've had people talk, well, I'm going to tell you, brother, I want to tell you how good God's been to me. I've been saved 25 years. I've never been chasing. Who was I talking to? I was talking to a lost man. 
He doesn't even have enough sense to know when God is chasing him. That's pitiful. If you say that God hasn't ever chasing you, you say you've never been saved. Because there is no man perfect except Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, what I've meant, first, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't committed murder or rape or anything like that. No, but uh, I shouldn't say this, but I said it to him, so I guess I'd say it out of this case. I'd say it here, can't I? I said, have you ever told your kids how to be saved? No, that's the... That's for mama's job, and that's Sunday school. No, that's your job, Dad. That's your job. That's your job. And if they die and go to hell, why wouldn't God charge you with it? Come on now. That's not deep preaching. That's just simple. God's chasing those that he loves. He doesn't chasing everybody. I almost told a person that, and I said, no, I'm not going to get into politics, but I can tell you why Biden hadn't been caught. <laughs> Give you scripture for it. But I told myself I'm going to quit uh, bringing politics in with my preaching. And if Dora was living, she would have said, after you're dead, you mind. But here in Revelation 2, 4, you know, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, talking to the church that after us, because thou hast left thy first love. But see, you can't leave something if you didn't have it to begin with, Right? So, in the uh, second uh, church, if we were to study the seven churches, we would see that uh, that's what has happened. And he said in verse, uh, you know, Revelation chapter 2, you know, that that's what has taken place. And in the fourth verse, it's, Clear. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. It meant that, you know, I, don't, I probably know more of them, not that you can know them, but there's a lot of churches that used to be a church that are no longer a church. When you lose your first love, all you're doing, a group of people is, is meeting. Nobody's going to be saved if there's no spirit. Nobody's going to be saved if they think, hey, I'm good enough. I've done what I need to do. You know, each man for himself is like jumping out of the lifeboat. You know, no. You got a responsibility to your family to keep them, if your kids, to feed them, clothe them, teach them and be an example of God before them. And that mainly is the husband. But, you know, 
we talk about the gay people, you know, and that they don't know whether they are man or woman. I think there's a lot of what we would call normal marriages that don't know what spot they ought to be. You just go to the book of Genesis, Brother Stephen, God will tell you what the man's responsibility and what the woman's responsibility is. Well, that was way back then. Yeah, has the word God changed? But nobody knows it because very few preachers preach it. Because if they preach it, half of the people would leave. He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because I has left thy first love. If the condition of this verse is to love God, to feel some affection, loyalty, and devotion to him, and we to him, then we no longer meet the conditions this verse is talking about. You know, it's, I mean, I just, do you actually think that I could have been married for 55 years if the only thing I did to door when we were talking was that, honey, you know I love you. But stop thinking about it. But she didn't have no money to go out and buy the groceries on her. But old dad loved her. Really? I mean, can anybody actually think that's the way it works? But that's that's the way that's that's the way it happened to the New Testament Baptist churches in two thousand twenty three and that's why you see the churches falling apart. See, I mean, you know, because well, I don't care how health, how unhealthy you are, but if you're able to walk in this church, or you able, you want to be in this church. The next time you pray, you have the ability and strength to pray. God, have your own will with my life. See, we started with, with us. See, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We, we could shorten our prayer list by saying, Lord, we got uh, 25 different members, 25 different families. Some of them got two or three. Lord, I want you to remember every family of the Ammon Road Baptist Church. I could tell you specifically, but you being the all-knowing God, I don't have to, you know. Have you ever noticed when we pray for Sister Brenda, she had eye surgery today. Who are we informing? You think God didn't know that she had eye surgery today? Now, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not against that. I'm just I'm just telling you, we act like that we are informing God of something. 
But if I pray for Brenda every day, and I do, I didn't have to make a specific request today. Just God knows that I was praying for her. Now, don't go out here saying, Brother Tony don't want to know if you got laryngitis or not, you know. That ain't, that ain't what I'm talking about. We mentioned, we mentioned a couple, couple names there that I got on my prior list. Do you know the details of that person? You don't have to to pray for them. And some of you believe that because you'll put on Facebook, you'll put on, I've got a secret desire. I have too. I've got a secret desire before God comes and takes the candlestick out that we begin to act like saved people, saved people that pray for the church, pray for the pastor, pray for every member, and pray that God will give us an opportunity to witness to somebody. One of the brothers has gone to Alabama, you know, where that's where Will uh, visits now. He's not a member, but he, he visits. You know. And uh, what are you going to pray? What are you going to preach on? I'll be honest with you. I think it's a six-hour drive. I probably won't know till the next day when I preach. But if I ask God to lead me, you know what I'll preach? That's what that church needs. Now, humanly speaking, you know, you say, well, you know, the church needs this and the church needs that. But why don't all of us men just go down there and preach on the need of a pastor? I don't call pastors. I don't call preachers. God does that. And I can't bless this church except what I do. But we together, we make a difference. You know. We make a difference. So, we just simply, you know, ask some so win and give you a reason to live. The Bible says that you can know that you will go to heaven. We are all sinners. The price for sin is hell. Jesus paid the price in full. Ask Jesus to save you from hell. If I was lost and wanted to be saved... Knowing the Bible the way I do, if a person wants to be saved, God will save them. And it won't be until they do everything that they want to do first, you know. He's, he's the leader. And if we're going to get anything done, we're going to see souls saved. I can preach here every week. Three times a week, I can get harder, I can get smoother, but unless it goes out in the community, nobody's gonna, nothing's gonna happen.
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank